to week three of 2016's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly Schmupptember. A pew, a pew, pew. This week, we are dropping in with me, Chris the Nicobone, or Chris Nicobone, or just Nicobone, or Nicobone, whatever. And other Mike, Wiggly! It's a schmupped up, man. Now you gotta be on your toes. No more Bush League. This is the big time right here. This is the boss! You got it. Good. I, don't, I don't even like Bush. It, it's not the champagne of beers. It's not from the Rocky Mountains. It's garbage. I heard you didn't like Bush. Whoa, Trim. Hey, sorry if I sound a little stuffy and, and I tremendous headache. My sinuses are really acting up today, and then Stinky, Stinky hit me in the head with a brick. So it's <laughs> his remedy. President of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, Stinky, the game master. Buy yep. his, buy his shit. Hey, uh, nothing new. His Stinky Fails Geometry is doing really well. There's stickers available that are very funny. Uh, there's an A-frame dress that uh, is probably the ugliest dress ever created. <laughs> but uh, very good for prom, he says. And it's hashtag get laid tonight. Actually, homecoming is coming up. So get in on that. Get ready. Stun your friends. They will be stunned. <laughs> Hit them with a brick yeah. or a pipe. Indeed. And then jump off the roof. Yep. What do we got going on? Games? Yeah, we got a game. It is called Wing War. Not the schmuppiest of schmups, but it's fairly shooty, so I guess it qualifies as a shooter. Stinky won't fire me again, I think. Uh, it is a dogfighting simulator that came out in 1994, care of Sega. So lots of triangles, uh, had a dual-seater cabinet, Pretty simple controls, to be honest. All you had were four camera buttons, uh, color-coded to make it easy on your peripheral vision to switch to the camera. Not as easy when you're playing it at home, as it (laughs) were. First thing you're going to want to do is start digging through your closet. Now, rooting around back there, past the bowling ball, past some of the shit that your grandpa stole off the Nazis. Right back there, you got to spelunk out your old Thrustmaster T flight stick. That would probably help quite a bit. It would. In fact, if you want to, why not pick up the Satec Pro X56 Rhino HOTAS video game flight controller for PC? It's only $250. Or, for the same money, you can buy the 27 by 30 inch Stinky for President metal print from Redbubble. The choice is yours. You make it. Both very worthwhile investments. (laughs) I think the print would actually, the metal print would look a little better on your wall. I don't know why you would mount a flight stick on your wall, to be perfectly honest, but. That Rhino just... is crazy. SciTech used to make a lot of uh, remote controllers for, you fly your airplane around, 
Yeah. Because you're, you know, retired. You know, I build air, airplanes. I fly them gas. Yeah, you got you to remember the war. You got to get that oil gas blend going. My uncle did it. And, oh, man, was I was so jealous because it, it, it is so cool. But, you know, there's no place where you could go fly them now. Oh, like, yeah. You know. Even like parks these days are too small or too full of wiener kids. Yeah. And you just crash into. Yeah. That and it's all about the competitive drone racing. That's now. right. Yeah. and, and is, But the kids are into that, you know. Yeah. That's not the semi-old-timer people. Oh, by the way, thank you, AARP. I am not renewing my membership. The other day I got a, a letter said, you know, my name, AARP, grandparent. Grandparent. I'm well, not a grandparent. Well, the, maybe there's some liaisons that you forgot about. Any day now, someone could come knocking at the door. <laughs> Got to get that We Talk Games money. Uh, Got to get a it, slice of this pie. <laughs> this completely free pie. It's not even half a pie. No. But seriously, you would, you would need a flight stick uh, if you want to emulate this properly. And there is a Thrustmaster T-Flight uh, the, of the hot-ass variety. That's why I call it the H-O-T-A-S. It's uh, a X-Flight stick. It's one piece. It's 45 bucks. It's not like the Cytex, which are, you know, you could you split apart. But a T-Stick is one where you have the, uh, the thruster on your left-hand side and then the stick with the fire button on your right and missiles and all that other type of shit. And you got other shit on your other shit. I had one for the Saturn. Uh, it was pretty awesome. It, it actually could be right or left-handed. It had this hinge on the bottom that you would open up so that you could flip it somehow that the T-stick would go on the one side and then the, the, uh, the cock stick would go on the other. Like a latch and just yeah. popped off. Nice. There's a ball and chain latch. Okay. Stick dick. Pretty handy. Hey, let's now, go to TT. Okay. Hello, I am Titish Kamutkins, and this is Titish Snapstabs. Wing War was released in 1994 by Sega. It was available in two configurations, a single-player R360 and a two-player simultaneous dual cockpit. The CPU, V60 was clocked to 16 MHz, and the Motorola 68000 clocked at 10 MHz respectively as well as two sound chip configurations with the V60 running an 8 MHz YM3438 and the twin cockpit using two Sega Yamaha 315560 clocked at 8 MHz. The cabinet featured a 496 by 384 pixel horizontal raster monitor. The gameplay carried over the four view mode buttons from Virtua Racer and, I'm getting tired of talking. Something about World War I, World War II and all the other wars, excuse me, conflicts, fuck this shit, I'm out. Titty Snap Hatch is brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Mystery Tung Tung Sauce. Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce, up yours, buddy. Now, Back to Chris and Wiggly. All right, so we were talking about the controls. You can actually get by in the basic ass mode uh, pretty well with the controller, kind of. I couldn't find the smoke button, which is kind of important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to throw money at uh, the game. This game needs a setup. I used the rollerball as my up and down and, uh, well, I should say, I'm sorry, yaw and way and... 
the other two directions. <laughs> yeah, I can't recall in and out. Uh, you got me. That probably would have been handy. I was using just their straight up control pad, and the analog stick worked. But the mm. one thing that kept throwing me off, especially, was that uh, in default controls, your stick is not inverted. And when you're in a plane, yeah. your stick is inverted, and you're like, uh, I, I was screwing that up the entire time. Me too. Even yeah. with the rollerball. Yeah. It's also kind of important because uh, each vehicle has special moves where you hold one direction and then slam it in the other one to uh, do spins and cool stuff to for evasion or a couple of them actually let you attack while you're on the defense mode. We'll get to the game modes in a second. It helps to know where you're going when you're setting up for those. Otherwise, you're going to be eating a lot of buildings. Indeed. Two game modes. You've got your basic uh, back and forth dogfight mode which is it's a lot like a fighting game to be perfectly honest you got life bars there's a certain time limit where at the end there's a little goal post and if neither of you have been blown up whoever has more life left in their bar wins it's a little bit on rails or at least reined in although for some reason in later levels i was just slamming into invisible sides of a canyon for no good reason the uh emulation is not entirely on maybe they may i think it might be they just didn't figure out where to put the smoke button yet well, what, what year was this though 1994 yeah so you gotta be a little yeah. forgiving yeah again it works a lot better in the cabinet if you can find one hello someone rare. on yes Yo. stink we're on oh well let me know where we are. i gotta use a phone to call somebody no, think party lines ended about 40 years ago. Oh, uh, well, uh, I guess you don't know what the party line is, but uh, it was about 40 years ago. If you didn't want to pay for your entire phone bill, you could get a party line. Uh, you know, you don't even know who people in your neighborhood. So you could pick up the phone and you, somebody else is on a conversation. You go, oh, sorry. And you hang up and then you call back. I think I, I remember that vaguely from like my aspiring hacker days when I was like already 20 years too late to do phone freaking. But all the like they would set up party lines with their black boxes and the red boxes and the blue boxes and the, the peach box. And most of the half of those boxes were fake. But yeah, yeah I, the, I know of the concept. Well, this was real. This was legit. You could. Oh, yeah. If you didn't want to pay for your entire phone bill. This was when Ma Bell had the monopoly on it well anyway uh, let's not talk about monopoly where were we before stinky thought he was in the 1970s uh plane fighting game and yeah fighting. that's the main mode and there's also a second expert mode where it's more free flight and the different the i think there's like three stages like a, there's an oil rig there's one where you're basically the grand canyon and then there's one over a different city that's not the oil rig there might have been one more i wasn't paying that much attention I was running into a lot of trees, but I can't remember where those trees were. But there's also a racing element, too. There's a finish line. Yeah, that's basically, it's the end timer. It's, but since it's tied to the timer and the life bars, I feel like that's basically like an end match, for like the fighting game feel kind of aspect. It does, visually, it does feel like a race because you're kind of just shifting back and forth on uh, its own set timer. There's a bar at the top, and you have a certain amount of time on defense in the main mode. And on offense, where one's shooting at you and the other, you're just wiggling around and using your evasive specials and throwing smoke if you have the button. <laughs> right. Or you so. still have smoke. That is a consumable entity, as are your missiles. And depending on your vehicle, your missiles behave differently. You have more powerful cannons, et cetera, so forth. 
Yeah, during the gameplay, it switches you back and forth. First, you're on defense, and then you're on offense, and then you switch back to defense, and it does this automatically through a set amount of time, I guess. So sometimes you're trying to do flack out your ass or smoke, or as you mentioned, different types of vehicles. What do we got? Well, we got eight vehicles, and they all have individual pilots, and I don't remember any of the pilots' names, so we're just going <laughs> to make them up as we go along here. Uh, you got two helicopters, six planes. You've got the AH-64 Apache attack chopper, piloted by American Beef. He's very large. He's a very heavyset man. Seems a little upset, but jovial. Not Santa Claus. And remember, uh, these are all very primitive polygons. So oh yeah. why they have pilots, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if, if you actually look in the cockpits during like your ending sequence or even at the end of a match, there's a couple seconds, you look like a block on mm-hmm. some other blocks. And, oh, if you get blown up, you parachute out. But you can only tell right. like what country you're from from the markings on your parachute and kind of your flight suit color. Yeah, you look like a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the AV-8A Harrier jump jet piloted by Old English 800. He, mm-hmm. They kind of made a beard work for him. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, Fokker DR-1. Uh, you know I by, was the Fokker. Why not? I, oh, yeah. But, dude, his missiles are beast. Piloted by the Red Baron, the pizza guy. Uh, Snoopy was not happy. No. This Fokker's a triplane version. Yeah. I don't know how historically accurate that was, but it's kind of cool because the way the polygons were set up, the wings would actually like flex up and down as you changed altitude to make you feel like you were going fast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cute. And again, he had the best missiles because it's just like it's only two rockets. They're called rocket bombs. They're rated five stars on the weapon rating. And it just it's it's got the hugest blast radius. Aside from the Apache has a decent spread with its uh rockets but they spread out kind of narrowly in front of you instead of just massive explosion right there and they're probably gonna get caught to it uh you've got a come off ka-50 or ka-50 werewolf helicopter piloted by ah motherland some russian dude <laughs> it sounded pretty russian the voice acting is as you would expect not the greatest and very minimal not super compressed so you can kind of make out what they're saying but yeah it's <laughs> i couldn't make it out and it's set up like a game show, which is really odd. <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the round, there's a fella uh, with uh, dancing girls around him. Oh yeah, dude, I love that guy. Like I, I forgot about him until uh, the like the very last game over screen. Once I finished it, thick as a brick, just hanging out. Although he looks like he's wearing a military uniform, so this was sanctioned by some military outlet. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's set up like a tournament in the uh, the basic mode. Seven people are getting murdered, so you can look <laughs> cool. It's great. Uh, the other half of the place, we got the Mitsubishi A6M0, the second to last zero line, so fairly decent for the zero line, piloted by Kamikaze Steve, the very stereotypical flight helmet. You know, you cannot actually run your plane to the other guy and explode <laughs> not an option but his rockets are decent really good cannons on that and very nimble as the zeros were mm-hmm. uh you got the p38 lightning that's the uh one the plane you might be familiar from 1942 1943 as in the games also the years but mostly the games with the the split tail and whatnot piloted by sassy american broad she had probably the clearest voice acting and she's always talking shit it's kind of great uh her rockets were okay Cannons, fairly okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those bazookas. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, P51 Mustang. Hey, uh, wait a minute. P51 Mustang. Cadillac of the sky. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Try not to think so much. Try not to think so much. I've been waiting here for 15 minutes to do, my, do the P51 Mustang. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's piloted by John Wayne or some at, or maybe it's Wiggly. I don't know. It's just some white dude. It should be the, it should be the kid from the, the Rising Japan. I, no, I, I, I wish. Son, of the, nah, son of the Sun. What is it called? Uh, rising Sun Stars. Mm. Not entirely sure. Not too familiar with war yeah. films. Oh. But I, although I will say he was probably the most, uh, the youngest of the American pilots. So maybe it was. Maybe again, it's up. hard to tell with the smears <laughs> on, on the blocks. Yeah. Like, again, the most I could make out was the beard on the British guy, the helmet on the Japanese guy. The uh, women had different hair colors. They did. That's yeah, there is one more woman, one more pilot, and one more plane. Uh, the Yakovlev Yak One Forty One, also a VTOL aircraft. Uh, which Amazing. Is by, you you got a vertical takeoff and landing airplane against these biplanes and choppers and, you know, two Mustangs and Zeros. Two of them. There's the, the Harrier, too. One actually yeah. saw some service. Right on. I don't, know how, I don't know if the Yak actually did anything. Other Yaks have done things, but I don't know about the 141. But, uh, yeah, that was piloted by Sniper Wolf from Metal Gear Solid. Typical <laughs> Russian blonde yeah. with guns. Yeah. Hey, let's go through some making mechanics, if you don't mind. All right. I got some. So we're talking 1994 for this title. What's it called again? Fly Around? Shooty McPlanerson. <laughs> Wing War. Wing War. Wing War. What a weird name for Sega to choose. Uh, let's, let's go through some Sega at this time. Sega was big into the polys at this time. 92, they started with the first poly, I believe, which was Virtua Racer of August of 1992. Then uh, Virtua Fighter, of course, came out in 93. 1994 began Sega's 10-year run of the Virtua Striker series, which I think it was kind of smart of Sega to name it Striker because then they didn't have to make two different types of box arts for soccer and football. And then also this gimmick. Well, that's not a Virtua. But the only other Virtua that I believe came out was Virtua Tennis, which was 1999. So, uh, you know, fart our pants about that one. Another game not in the Virtua, but in the Polygon timeline, was another sit-down versus racer, uh, which was Daytona USA, 1993. Those other Virtuas really didn't have anything to do with, with this game, except maybe Virtua Racing, which had that sort of... Like, I, I consider this a half racer, half fly around and shoot people thing you're racing but you're also trying to kill them and then you have other modes where you don't need to worry about a finish line this one you can cross a finish line so it's not half and half necessarily by well it either is or it isn't so that my friend is 50 50 that's what i heard somebody say so daytona was 1993 this came out in 1994 one game that really reminds me of this was 1993's Namco Cybersled, which is also sit down. Oh yes, absolutely. Has you know a lot of a lot of elements that this carries over. Yep, I was lucky enough that as a kid, our arcade had both of them sitting practically right next to each other. So we just kind of slide over, and I'd get my ass kicked in the other one instead. And then the one that followed up, uh, what's this called, Wing War? <laughs> Yes. Uh, the one that followed up Wing War with, by Sega was 1995's, I believe, would be Virtua Ooh, On. They finally learned how to spell virtual. 
So virtual on, which was like cyber sled, except that your cyber sleds could stand up and be robots. Giant robots. And that's gone at least for three or four iterations, I believe now, at least. But we wouldn't get that uh, polygon plane racing until I think the the Red Bull Air Race, which was in 2009, uh, PS Home. So that was 2009. But let us start with flying games. Starfire, 1979. 1979. It was an arcade cabinet. It was the first arcade game to allow a player to enter his or her initials. Enter TZM as your name. And, uh, well, you'll see what happens there. It also was the first arcade video game that featured a cockpit. And even some later iterations of it had a barrel rolling cockpit. It was full color vector, although it wasn't really full color vector because that wouldn't happen for another few years. It was raster graphics made to look like vector graphics. Star Trek was 82. Star Wars was 83. This was 79. And you were fighting these vector looking TIE fighters and everything else. It just very slowly if you get to play this on MAME. So Exidy, excitement in Dynamics game zines. With two firsts right there, first person. And just as an aside, remember that giant Pac-Man flat screen table that everyone was gathered around at MAGFest? Yeah. Listen to this. Ready? Exidy, 1977 car polo. Same type of gimmick. Four steering wheels instead of uh, control joysticks. You're looking down at the table, it had a big, giant, a big monitor in there, probably a 15-inch television, uh, black and white. And it had a canopy overhead, just like the, the Pac-Man, and there was another game there that where you shot turrets. I can't recall what that was. And then Atari also had Tank 8, which was the same thing, except with twin sticks, and eight players would stand around this course. And, of course, that featured a maze so that's like the pac-man maze so we're going all the way back to 1977 for this type of uh, stuff happening red baron in 1980 that had a sit-down version and it was also a 3d dog fight everybody knows red baron because that was released on a lot of things that was a first person cockpit view with vector art and that was by atari as well it's actually pretty easy to find on compilations i know it was in a xbox game room it's hard to avoid to be honest yeah yeah it's on almost everything but it had a sit down version as well so that ties in with with wing war uh, first venture i think that sega made into semi type of view was afterburner which came out in 1987 and that also had a cockpit that you would sit in raster graphics jet fighter game which featured <laughs> enemies coming from the back of you as well. So you had the back of you people coming and the front of you people coming, which is a lot like this game, which switches back and forth automatically. Yep. Let's go back to the first actual 3D polygon game. It occurred on the computer and it was called Star Cruiser or Star Quest. And it was the first 3D polygon game in 1988. So 88. Beat you, everybody, in your 3D games in the arcade. Hard driving reminded me a lot of this. Why? Because of how the polygons looked. In any other way? No. 1989, hard driving, just for the looks of it. You know why they called it hard driving? Not because it's hard to drive. Because it's hard to fucking control the car in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hard driving come out for a lot of of systems, too. And I got to tell you, you know, as a kid, 
everybody played hard driving because no one ever saw anything like this in 1989 in the arcades, this polygon type of stuff going on. I could not wait for a system that could handle actually rendering it the same way. By the time it came out, you were so used to games handling well <laughs> that, um, you know, this, this hit the mothball a couple times after you missed going around in the loop-de-loop. And I had to bring in uh, another game that was close to me, 1991's Chuck Yeager's Air Combat. Now, that was more of a, a standard air combat game, but... I had it for my Mac. It came out for a lot of different computer systems and whatnot. But it had a sort of a feel like that to me because you could choose different types of planes, not not the wide variety that you have here. But And, and it also featured Chuck Yeager's voice. So that was really nice to hear him gab it up because why? Apparently, uh, he's still alive, too. He's like I just found out the other day. He has not managed to die. He's apparently 93 and very ornery. So good on Chuck Yeager. <laughs> Yeah, but they won't so won't let him go into space. Come on, shoot him, Set up, him there. up there. Yeah. He got us there. He Come did. On. So fucking make him sit in a coffin, if in case he dies, and then you can already have him in there. Yeah. Uh, Ace Combat, of course, has to come up, or other, also known as Air Combat, first released on the PSX to PS1 in 1992. So we beat this Hia game wing war by one year in the comfort of your own couch with ace combat ace combat of course up to ace i think it's um ace combat 18 they, they, oh, they, is that even counting the ones with that just have subtitles and no numbers because there's several of those <laughs> there are like it yeah. starts over i played one couldn't wait to get one got one couldn't wait for two. Oh man i'm excited for two three i skipped said fuck you you ain't getting me again Four, forget you. It came back at five, I think, and then the rest of them. And no, no. I think I played four. Actually, it wasn't that bad. And uh, then I like the second one I played was 360 era. I don't even remember the title. It was one of the ones where they started adding all this like deep story and characters and shit you want to care about. Right next to freaking a Vocaloid Idol on your plane. Or <laughs> come on, right, right, right. You're breaking. You're breaking my immersion here. You're 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 thrusting ludo narrative dissonance into my face. Right on. Now, I want it to be completely We Talk Games here. I wanted to find the first arcade game that featured shooting and planes. And the first that I could find was an electromechanical. You, know, you got to get this out of the books. Where's... Oh, I got to get the book. <laughs> I didn't write it down. I got to crack the book here. Because I got to read this about it. Here we go. The first one. Sky Pilot. 1940. We're not even at World War II here. By the end of 1940, war-themed games started showing up in the arcades. Keeney's anti-aircraft machine gun, for instance, featured a full-size replica of an actual military anti-aircraft gun. Full-size of an anti-aircraft gun. And you'd shoot at moving planes projected on a screen 12 to 15 feet away. The aircraft would travel on different courses in each game with over 3,000 different variations. Keeney's Submarine and Baker's Sky Pilot. Baker was a very short-lived company in 1940. They normally built gambling machines. They sort of went the other way. They went from gambling to an arcade game. If you can call this an arcade game. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pistol that shoots marbles up at something. But you have it at like a tachometer and another wheel thing. So uh, Keeney's Submarine and Baker's Sky Pilot were just two more popular 
combat-oriented games produced shortly before the U.S. entered World War II, when production was suspended on most coin-op amusements. All the major arcade game manufacturers, Bally, Gottlieb, Chicago Coin, Genko, Keeney, and Exhibit, converted their factories to wartime production in 1941. The assembly lines that were once used to create objects used for pleasure were now building objects used for war. Parachute hooks, machine gun parts, and anti-aircraft sub-assemblies and other similar elements. Another interesting thing was many arcades transformed their pre-war shoot the bartender ray gun games into shoot Hitler. <laughs> so they took this, uh, instead of a mold of the bartender, which you would, you would shoot with a ray gun for some reason, and with a conversion kit, it simply replaced the moving bartender target with a figure of the Fuhrer. Mussolini and Tojo figures were also available. <laughs> I, I can imagine none of them were probably very good mixologists, so no. it makes perfect sense. Hitler was a good painter, though. Good paint, if boy. Not good enough. He could paint better than George Bush, I'll tell you that. George W. How's George H. Dub with a ca- uh, canvas? <laughs> Listen, I think anybody's better than George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah. And the last flying game out of the We Talk Games archives is the F-114 made by uh, Allied. Allied Leisure in 1975. It is a quarter ton. Here's a featured an eight track in back here. It had a huge screen. It's a great voice. Must have been a, must have been a, about a four foot curved screen which had a projector in back of it, and you sat in a swivel seat and you'd swivel around and fire uh, lasers. And you press the button and the crosshair to blow up the enemy white silhouetted planes on the blue sky. I'd be remiss, as Kyle would say, to not mention an obligatory PC engine game, a TurboGrafx-16 game. This game, for the ill-fated but very impressive super graphics, I'm going to go with uh, circa 1989. In fact, not even circa. In 1989, Battle Ace. Very much like Afterburner. But uh, you'd fight bosses at the end, but shit would mm. come from in back of you, would come from in front of you. The last level was fucking awesome because it took place entirely upside down. Very choppy, probably the worst looking of the super graphics games, but uh, still a game that I really enjoyed playing, and I played it again uh, after playing this game. And for some reason, Kyle wanted me, me to mention Prop Cycle. Nothing like this whatsoever. Shoot balloons. No. <laughs> It's Maybe fun. this paved the way for it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, it came out after. But you, way do, after. you sit on it, uh, except that you're Jack LaLanne exercise bike. So that was a very long explanation of taking you through the history of fighting, flying, and racing types of video games. Uh, I've got a little quick hits edition here. A um, couple of uh, odd legacy bits for Wing War. For one thing, it was the only... Model 1 game from Sega that oh. did not get a home port. It was supposed to hit the 32X, but everybody hated the 32X, <laughs> and so it never happened. And that's why it's even harder to find this game to play, because no home port, no cabinets themselves, fairly rare. And the other cabinet it ran on, even rare, because it was the last game to support the R360 cabinet, which was basically they strapped your ass in and spun it around while you were doing stuff. What about it, G-Lock? G-Lock was one of the earlier ones on that uh, in in that uh, history. Uh, of all the games, you had 
for the R360, you had oh, okay. in 88 was Galaxy Force, Galaxy Force 2, and Power Drift, oddly enough, racing games. So maybe a little <sighs> influence there. I love it's, Power Drift. Oh, yeah. Kart racing before Mario Kart. And, so and, good. And features that Sega Pixel uh, coming at you perspective because they just take lines of pixels and and make them larger as they come towards you there's obvious breaks between each line of the pixels and I, that's one of my favorite sega things it's it's in space harrier it's in a lot yeah. of games i, so I love good. that so power drift is one that had i gotta tell you fucking going back and playing power drift that's a hard game you gotta get good at that but that had hills and valleys and everything winding courses and everything stuff that wouldn't come up again really till sort of mario kart but even mario kart was fairly flat but around i'd say like the cruising series in the arcades is where that kind of picked up again and just right right crazy racing crazy taxi even and ridge racer to some point yeah ridge had a little bit but those are still more realistic tracks where this is just like weird suspended bridges over stuff and true true yeah g-lock which was kind of an unofficial tie into the uh the afterburner series mm-hmm the sequel to that strike fighter in 1991 which got hmm. to bring to bring the afterburner circle around that came out as afterburner 3 on the sega genesis mega drive whatever uh rail chase apparently you could do that with this which that's odd i've seen rail chase i don't know why you'd be spinning but okay i love rail chase i think it's good uh, i think i talked about it in other iterations of the show when we used to have interviews and stuff like that before we went to this shorter format which is no longer shorter a grade hashtag content (laughs) is that the last one where you had spin around like a nut yeah strike fighter was the last one before wing war and then they were kind of done with it Uh, the thing i love about the r360 is apparently uh they used to in japan some of them had coin slots so you could play it by yourself when they brought it to america albeit in limited quantities, they did not bring us any of the do-it-yourself ones because they didn't trust us ignorant Americans not to hurt ourselves. It had to be operated by an attendant. Ah, yes. The old attendant. Good times, good times. P-51 Mustang! Cadillac of the sky! My headphones fell off. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, the P-51 just was not doing it for me. Did you have a preferred plane uh, when you were running through this? I got to tell you, I only played the Fokker because it took me, you know, a half hour to set up. Uh, But I I loved, I liked the Fokker and, uh, you know, you got to love any type of Fokker. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. It's great. Fokken's good. Back in the day, I was all about the Harrier. Yeah. Because VTOLs, man. VTOLs. And he had the best parachute. Uh, The uh, good old... UK flag. There was, there was more going on in that one than anybody else's. But for my run, I stuck to that and the Zero a lot. I died several hmm. times. I gave everybody a run, but yeah, the Mustang, not doing it for me. I'm really surprised that I didn't pick the helicopters because I love helicopters. When I was a kid, I would love to go on a helicopter. And listen to this. This was going to be in the try to guess the secret facts about people. Like, you know, who whose granny went to jail for moonshine? Wiggly's. You try to guess. Yeah. She did a night in a pokey. Took the rap for my grandpap. But here's another fact. Who flew a plane when they were seven years old? Wiggly! You know, one of these planes, whatever the fuck they are, that you would fly in an airport. They Just handed like me a, this. Like a single prop yeah. deal? Or? Yep, single prop. And, you know, you could go up for a ride, $15 or something back then in the 70s. So, yeah, I got to fly it. They, they handed me the stick. And uh, 
uh, they took it back quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I started going to the right and down very, uh, very rapidly. Yeah, very rapidly. But I flew it. I flew nice. it, dum dum. Yeah. But they never let me fly the helicopter because you have to work pedals and stuff. And we would have been doing the upside down witch mountain thing yeah. happening there. I, w- I will say the choppers are really good in, if you have two players, mm-hmm. again, on the cabinet, because you can actually control the damn thing. But, uh, like, because they're specials, there's, like, one that's just all in spin. I think you can actually shoot backwards while you're spinning. Wow. Which is really handy. You get a little extra damage in there. Uh, and we didn't even mention the boss. If you get through the tournament, you're not done. There's a big-ass UFO that just shows up. and. Right. You basically have to start flailing the stick as soon as it says go because it's going to be throwing missiles at you. You can't use your smoke, and uh, it's firing missiles backwards at you. So it's basically a battle of attrition. It took me, I think, I went through five different planes and then finally fockered it up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just hurling rocket bombs, praying, and uh, actually it came down to I shot it down and it shot me down at the same time, but it crashed first. So a winner. Right there. Yeah. Each one of these planes has very different play mechanics to it. Like the VTOL can do that. It could hover in midair. Yeah. And like you said, the chopper can spin around and be firing at you. And those, those mechanics come more into play if you play the expert mode, but that is, that's, you actually do need to be an expert. It's kind of nice. They give you a quick brief on whatever your plane can do that's special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how to do uh, it. It only helps so much. <laughs> Especially when you don't have a real T-stick. Another thing about this is the terrain. So let's talk about the terrain a little bit. You Not run the train. into it a lot. Yeah, you run into the terrain a lot. But there's there's like city places. There's the oil rig slash refinery. And then like there's water. You know, the Brooklyn Bridge. There's a canyon. There's uh, clouds, misty canyon, and things like this. So, and the game touts that you can fly anywhere. <laughs> Again, expert mode. You can fly anywhere, kind of. I believe there's invisible walls. Yeah, but yeah, but you you really can't fly anywhere. No, yeah. especially the the basic mode. You can kind of avoid the ground. Yeah, I can't it. see my house from there. No. But you can also crash into anything and bounce off of anything. and it, you hit something hard enough on a flat face, you will spin a bit. Also, I think it, they may have actually taken the weight of your aircraft. Because, like, my Zero, like, I was bouncing off things and turning backwards a lot for first. With the jets and stuff, you're pretty clean to at least clip things. Would not work in real life if you have a jet no. and you're flying it. Don't try to run through a tree or some buildings. <laughs> or building it, yeah. But uh, the track screen shows you, you know, oh, look, I'm going under a bridge like a professional pilot. <laughs> You're like, That's not really what happens. My, my favorite <laughs> shot from the track screen is where they show off the two helicopters and the one clearly loops around through the other one's rotors. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's like, uh, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Is that it? Is that what That's we do? That's pretty much it for Wing War. It's not that hard to beat uh, if you have five bucks or playing at home if you do find a cabinet good luck to you i believe one of those retro game museum sites said they know like seven people who own cabinets and two who just own the boards it's not easy to find if you'd like to donate a cabinet functional to uh chris the negative one feel free to leave us a review five stars of course and um your email address or just your address i'll just come steal it from you that's fine because this is like one of those I need this in my life at some point things. Let me steal from you. 
Now, despite all of this uh, wonderful sky violence, we need to find our zen. <laughs> Let me interrupt zen. I'm a dope. <laughs> hey, namaste, motherfucker. It is jovial, though, as well. So you, you sky fight, and then you have these weird bits, like the Smash TV guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Like and Monty every, Hall. Everybody apparently survives. There's always a parachute. Yeah. And, and it's not just some guy yelling from the side. He's like, it looks like he got out in time. No, you clearly get out in time. Yeah, indeed. So let's go back to Zen. Yes, let's find our Zen with a little bit of haiku action. I'll uh, let Wiggly go first. Okay, thank you. It's 575. Oh, you mentioned that. Okay. That wasn't part of the haiku. Ah Stole your gimmick. Oh, God. (laughs) Sega polygons without the stick controller? A motherfucker. Very nice. Very appropriate. I I, I do. It's only because P51 Mustang Cadillac of the Skies couldn't fit into any type of 575 form. Uh, Eh. Wow. We, we don't have a while. It's We've taken good. a while already. We have. We've taken your whiles. Anyway. See, now I can't use the gimmick. Yeah, you it's can. Use no, it. Still not, far, still it. not part of the haiku. <laughs> Let's do this. Bounce off all the trees. Spamming missiles nonstop, too. Where's my smoke button? <laughs> I love when they're throwbacks to what we said earlier in the show. Always come full circle. I tried to make a throwback to Party Line, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hosting, Chris. You did a good job. I might keep you on the show. You've only been doing the show for like two years. (laughs) It's funny. Hey, happy anniversary. Uh, I've been MIA lately. I do uh, acknowledge that, and I apologize, but the the life of a bun is a busy one. No one listens. No. So everybody, do the normal thing. Hey, remember to write in Stinky and buy his stuff. He doesn't make any money off this stuff, but, you know, you spread the word. I'm seriously writing him in. Do it. Why what, not? Is The Rock his running mate or just something that is going to be part of making America America again? A Rock is the vice president. Okay, yes. I'm down with that. Best choice ever. I saw the, a billboard. It said, um, Donald Trump, good for America. Trump, fence, 1916. Wait, what year are we in? 2016. Is that Trump, fence, 2016? That's what astigmatism does to you, friends. So I thought, well, Stinky could put Stinky Rock 2016. But it was his running, I guess his running mate is Pence. Yeah, like the the loose change. I thought I was talking about him wanting to build a fence. And I thought, that's fucking... It's fucking weird. <laughs> nah, he just wants to build a wall, even though that one dude was like climbing the walls of his building like not, they were nobody's business. So I don't know if I even trust him to do that. Oh, my. Well, good flying to you. As, what do you say when people go flying? Try not to die. <laughs>
Thank you. 